like there's no uh, it's not an option for me right. as soon as you leave conversation mode and go into real world you have to know mm-hmm. because i have no choice so mm-hmm. that's just the way it is now i didn't really get to date much before it was obvious <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. so um i don't really know what that's like I got rid of the pop-up as well. Then we all mm-hmm. love the pop-up. Okay. So, um, let me kick this off by saying, welcome to IBD, Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. I'm Ezric. He's Jason. She's shy. And today, for a guest, we have Caitlin. Caitlin. There we go. Where is it when you hit the record, the audio went away. I'm sorry. It's, it's so much better than privately getting recorded. And I've had people, they've said, when are we recording? And I say 20 minutes ago. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> when, we, when we first started the podcast, Jason would just start recording. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess we're recording. Right. <laughs> it's funny. I'm just going to restart because I failed. I All good. Fail. I couldn't hear you anyway, so... <laughs> no, I figured you. I figured you could hear me. I figured it was just. The I could lag. hear nothing. I was like, "Oh gosh, hilarious!" I figured Round it was two. just the lag with the whole um, screen pop-ups because happens mm-hmm. to, to the best of us. So, welcome to Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. I'm Ezric. He's Jason. She's shy. And today, for our guest, we have Caitlin. Caitlin, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Caitlin Goodsell. Always call myself the other Caitlin on TikTok. There's obviously two of us. <laughs> um, I wish I had a, I'm a health coach. And recently I've started talking about my dating experience and relationship experiences about being blind on TikTok. And it's been interesting and fun and all the things. So I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Beautiful. That's exactly why we pulled you here to, to speak on one, you know, obviously your journey into TikTok, how you got here. And then two, to just piggyback onto, you know, all your, your dating videos and talk about just in general, how the, the scene as a, a visually impaired or blind person is. Yeah. So do you want me to talk about my journey into TikTok first? Yes. Let's, okay. let's start off with that. And then we'll, we'll go into like the dating videos yeah. and so I wish I had some like really cool story as to like how I started, but to be honest, I started not posting and like not really knowing what to post. And then one day I honestly, I came across, we were talking about this before I came across, across Caitlin Wackerman's videos and I was just like in awe. I was like, Oh my gosh, this girl is me. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, I, I was like this. I've never met anyone who had a similar story to me. And if you know her story, like, again, it's very similar. We both rationed insulin as diabetics and both went legally blind because of our diabetes. So very, very similar in that way. But 
I, it just like kind of happened. I just like started talking about it. And to be honest, it was the last thing I really ever wanted to talk about on TikTok. <laughs> like I was like, I want to be cute to like post like clothing videos or like my, my trip videos. And then those like got no views. And suddenly I started talking about being blind and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm like, oh gosh. Okay. I guess this is what we're doing. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and a very similar thing happened with talking about dating because over like ever since I like I have I've just like been in so many different types of relationships as being visually impaired I was in a long-term relationship when I lost my vision I went through the whole party phase after lose like going through the breakup like about a year into my vision loss and just like trying to trying to like refine myself not only just like in dating but like in life at that point and then getting into a relationship about two years in I just like experiencing all those different dynamics of like dating hookup culture, um, the, like just the relationships in general. And I just got questions and like, I just saw like all my friends talking about dating stories and how relatable they were, but then like adding, being able to add being blind into those dating stories, I think was what like drew me in because I would make blind jokes all the time. And I had so many stories about being at a bar and people like, me telling them like, oh, I'm blind or like me hiding it from them and them having no idea and like bringing it up later. And it was just like all these crazy stories that none of my <laughs> friends really had. And I've honestly never really talked about. So, so far, it seems like people have found it interesting and have been asking for tips. And I just feel like a lot of us do face the same struggles when it comes to dating and visual impairment. And yeah. um, there's too many Apple girls that actually have a podcast and they were talking about, they interviewed a girl yesterday who was talking about sexual assault. Um, not to get like super heavy, but they she brought up like bringing up that and dating. And it kind of mm-hmm. just reminded me about like how that can like be very relatable. It's like bringing up your visual impairments, like on a first date and how yeah. like, it's not always something you want to talk about right away. Or it's like, it's just, it's just, it's so different for everyone. It's like, you want to disclose yeah. it, but you don't want to hide it. So yeah, I just think everyone faces such similar, but different struggles depending on where you are in your vision loss journey, where you are with like just wanting to date in general and just whatever phase of life you're in at that point. You know, it's funny. My, my profile says I'm legally blind, so I don't need a woman that looks like Scarlett Johansson. I just need a woman that says she looks like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> you just need her to like give up the energy of that. All right, I just need a way to I need a way to say, Hey, I'm legally blind without saying, so nobody can say you're hiding it. And I, so I have to address it immediately in a joking way. So people don't think I'm that I'm blind and you hate me, you know? Right. And I actually hit it for a long time. Like my last relationship, he didn't even like know until about a month into dating me. Hmm. Like I, I just had no intention of bringing it up. I always, cause at that point in dating, I kind of went into dating with the assumption that I was probably going to ghost him after two dates. So <laughs> I, I'm like, I get pulled out for two dates. And then we started like dating more. And I was like, oh gosh, this guy like wants to be in a relationship. This is getting harder to bring up now. Now it's like a little more awkward. Yeah. But, Cause you, it's, it's like you waited too long. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's not one of those things you can just be like, oh yeah, by the way, he's, <laughs> well, good oh, on you for taking actually, it that long i well I, I think i i mean i don't personally use a canes and like i have enough vision where like i'm kind of borderline could use a cane like it'd probably right. be beneficial at this point my vision's changed a little bit over the last year um 
but I function so long without it that like, I don't have that visual, like you are, you're blind, like thing where, yeah. so I feel like that almost like sometimes like I've kind of teetered on whether or not I want to use one just like at certain points and like when I'm in unfamiliar places. Right. Um, and also just cause then it's like, I don't necessarily have to always tell someone like, Hey, I'm blind, like help with this. Mm, versus yeah. like, if you have one, you don't necessarily need to do that. It's a very clear visual indicator, yep. like a known <laughs> symbol. You're blind. Yes. But yeah, I was, I was really good at hiding it. <laughs> one of my dreams is going to a party and being there for an hour or two before people know that I have a visual disability. So they get to know me without being like, what's he going to do? He's going to trip on that. Does he know that's there? Oh, watch. Is he going to spill that? That's what I think people do at parties. And the, yeah. like I'm always, it's always announced like, this is Jason. He's blind. And I'm like, yes. oh, I just wanted an hour. You know? well, that's all, and I think that's why I like hit it for a while, like being in the bar. Seeing, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to the bar and like have this conversation with like seven people about blindness and this. Like, I just, I didn't want it. I was, at that point, like if someone would have brought up even the word blind, I would have broke down in tears mm. <laughs> at that point. So it was so early on. Like I hadn't really told anyone. It was very, very new. And my like version of like going to the bars at that point and like doing that i don't even want to call it a dating scene unfortunately but just like the i'm gonna go inflate my ego for the night and distract yeah. myself from what's going on nice. um like the last thing i wanted to do was form any sort of like real connection which i think a lot of people no matter what your life circumstances really can relate to just like i don't really want to date right now i'm not trying to settle down like i just want to meet some people have fun and have a good time like i think there's a lot of people especially in their 20s who are in that spot. Yeah. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. No. Sometimes people make it seem like you have to be looking for something. <laughs> right. <laughs> or it's like, you don't know what you want. It's like, well. No, I know what I want. I want this. I want. Yeah. Like I, I just want to, <laughs> I want to figure it out. Like I want the right yeah. space to figure it out. And I think actually, unfortunately, it's more that kind of pressure is actually more put on men than it is for yeah. women. Like people will ask women, like, oh, what do you want? Like, it's always like, oh, guys, you don't want a serious relationship? Oh, you're just a player then. Like, come on now. Yeah. It is interesting, though. Oh, so, so what, That would be an Ezra thing. You're the single guy. You're the I only dude. You're the dude. Yeah. The I'm, dude. <laughs> I'm a retired from dating dude, but you're still in the I love still that title. I'm a retired. Retired from dating. That's yeah. great. Well, I'm, I'm going to just say, for me, most of the time, like, I, I'm the type of person that I'm, like, either most of the time looking for something serious or just something where I'm willing to see where it's where it's going to go. Like, if it's, oh, oh, my God, Rocco, go away. Where it's, <laughs> Rocco has stop. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Rocco wants to share his opinions, too. Well, he's part of the relationship with he's us, in the right? dating. You know? He just wants a he just wants a dog mom. That's really what he wants. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the point. He just wants a dog mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I was but like in all honesty, issues. most of the time, you know, it's either I, I really want something serious or I want to just take it slow and see if it develops into something serious. If not, then I'm just gonna keep it stepping. But you want someone think, with like open options, right? Like where they're not yeah. Where they're they're also willing to just be like I don't know whatever happens happens. <laughs> I think I like that's that. the main key in dating blind or sighted is whether no matter girl guy 
gen what i don't even know they them whatever you want to call them but Mm. like i think the best way to date is when you're okay with losing them no matter what happens like life is better with them but you're okay without them because i think when you start to have that like needy like desperate i need them energy they feel that and most people that like either scares them away or really attracts the wrong type of person and can Mm -hmm. turn something really unhealthy yeah. You know what? It's funny that you say that because so I myself, I find myself being pretty much, uh, unfortunately, I, I'm a simp. But that's not the, the point in this is I was talking to a friend of mine and they were talking about the one reason why they're afraid of falling in love is because they're, they're not afraid of love. They're afraid of the, the pain that goes with the possibility of it going away. And, you know, especially with me being somebody that has a degenerative eye condition, that's why I prefer to just disclose from jump, like, hey, I'm blind. You know, I'm, this is the vision that I have now, but eventually it could go completely south. You know, the reason why is if you're here to stay, then you're here to stay. I don't want you coming into my life and then thinking, you know, me thinking that you're, you know, here for, for it all. And then shit hits the fan and you're running away with your tail between your legs. Yeah. Commitment. Wow. You should know that everything begins and everything ends. And if you pay attention to just, just those two points, you're missing out on everything. That's life. It's going to be a heartbreak at some point right? But that is so the, true. The, the greatest thing about it is you can meet somebody, begin it and end it all in one second if you want, or you can mm-hmm. expand on that chapter of the book as long as you want, you know, but it's going to end in heartbreak. It just is. But if you're lucky, you'll, you'll experience that. And when you look back on something like that, you're going to be like, I really loved somebody. And that's what's going to matter. Even, you know, even literally, if, literally, even after the heartbreak, Listen, you you might have, you know, hurt, you might have, you know, went through it all, but you took a lesson from that. Mm. And you've, you've had memories, you've made good ones, bad ones, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have a chapter to your novel that you could add. Now let's start looking for the next one. Let's not mope around and and, and keep rereading the past. Let's yeah, let's go start writing a new book. I think that's why having a certain like sense of yourself before you get in a relationship. I always used to think that was so bogus. I was like, what do you mean? Like we can grow together. Like when I was 21 and I thought I had it all figured out. Fulfill me. (laughs) Right. Like, I think that's part of why having a certain sense of self is so important when being in a relationship though, is because no matter how strong a person you are, when you're in a long-term relationship, part of your identity is like becomes part of that person. Yeah, of course. And that's shy all the way. Right. I was going to say, like, it just, it happens. It's like your lives combined. That's what a healthy long-term relationship is, whether it's a year or whether it's 20 years. And I think when you, to what you said about like being afraid of kind of the hurt that can come with losing it. I think that hurt can come even when you're with them. Like some of the most like hurt I've been in relationships are like the most unhappy have been when we were still together. I think like the big hurt, like is usually an adjustment with you break up or whatever happens. But I think like I've been in relationships where 
Like I was so unhappy and felt so alone being in the relationship, not even necessarily yeah. breaking up at that point. The breakup was sometimes the easier part because I finally felt yeah. a sense of relief. Exactly. Yep, and if you do my... it like an adult yeah. and don't burn a bridge, you can always see that person in another phase of their existence. You know, right. if you burn that bridge, you'll never know how wonderful they are because you were meant to meet them for a reason, but just not maybe for a relationship right then. You know? Yeah. Some people are just better off as friends. Like, right. I've lost a lot of friends thinking they were like dating material, but they were just really great people that I should have known and not hit on. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that as well. Right. Uh, I... and even my long-term relationship, like our relationship ended about like eight months to a year after I like lost my vision. And we lived together for six months after we had a, probably like the most civil breakup that I could have ever asked for. Like I have nothing but respect for him as a person still like love his family. Um, but we just like, we weren't meant to be in a long-term relationship. Like I wasn't even someone who was supposed to be a part of my journey long-term. And I think sometimes like that's so hard for people to like accept. Mm -hmm. And there, are, I mean, every circumstance is so different. Like some, there's obviously sometimes a lot of like betrayal and hurt that can come with like breakups and stuff. But I think as long as you can be just like respectful, breakups don't always have to be so painful or so dramatic. Like no, you can don't. be civil and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a tattoo dedicated to the concept of the fact that forever doesn't exist. Oh, really? I learned. I learned, yeah, I learned that a long time ago, mm. like probably too young to learn that. Yeah. Um, it's because even if uh, I, I could use Joe as an example, because he is my current boyfriend, if I marry him and we grow old together, one of us is going to die mm -hmm. yeah. because we're human beings that live lives and lives end. And if one of us dies, then sure, we didn't break up and we were together forever, quote unquote, but it wasn't forever because somebody died. So like, <laughs> even if your relationship is a month or that person's like part of your life is like, wow, we spent like a week together and we had so much fun, but like, you're crazy and I don't right. want to do this anymore. And like, okay, cool. Bye. Like, right. People don't need to stay in your life forever. And you can still be grateful for the time that you spend with that. Like my ex. You should be. I spent three years with him and I have zero regrets. Like zero. Doesn't matter how the relationship ended. I got to love someone and be loved by someone and have fun times with that person and like do cool stuff with that person. And those memories are still part of my life. They're still yes. part of my experience. You know, and you and avoided they still all of the negative me. ones, right? You avoided all the negative memories in it by just being, by communicating and being honest. But even not avoiding them, even keeping them and learning from them in my new relationship and making sure that those things don't happen the same way, mm. especially if they were my fault, you know, like the, the way you're, you should be able to, and it takes time but should be able to reflect on the things that you've experienced and take the good and the bad out of them and not just be like, well, I wasted three and a half years of my life. I don't see it as wasted right. just because that relationship ended. Like I gained so much from that and he did too. And I don't know, haven't I talked to him since it ended, but I mean, I think there's a section of people that just are looking for anything and then it becomes a waste because it's just, 
it's not meant to be. It's just give me anybody instead of my somebody. And then it's two people just dealing with whatever until they find what they're looking for. And that feels like a waste sometimes. Right. I, feel or like- I think people also, they hold on so tight or like they, they're not even mad about losing the person. They're a lot of like the times when I look back and like felt uneasy about situations was when I knew that I wasn't in that situation anymore. And I didn't like give the respect that that person probably deserved or was accepting like, or like that person wasn't giving me the respect I deserved. And I stayed longer than I should. And that's not even a regret. It's just something that that's the lot that those times I look back and I feel really, really uneasy. And I see that in other people. And I'm like, I have to, like bite my tongue a little bit and be like these people need to learn this journey because like it is really valuable to learn that but now it's so easy for me to like spot out like someone who's wasting your time or someone who is (laughs) yeah or like when like I'm not into it anymore like I have been in two relationships now that I was like not as invested as I thought I was gonna be but couldn't end it or like felt like tried to end it and they just like made it really difficult so I just avoided it and I think, yeah, you're right where people really just want someone where in reality, like the only person you're always going to have is yourself and it doesn't mean you have to be selfish. You have to be self-absorbed in your own world. Right. Again, that comes with like being confident in who you are and what you can bring, because once you're confident in that, then it's so much easier to know your worth and what you can accept and what you'll take from other people. Yeah, definitely. (sighs) But like... I think it uh, people see it as rejection, a breakup as rejection, but that's not what it is. Like people grow and mature and like tree branches, you know what I mean? And sometimes you grow away from each other, but I don't think, I think life is longer than people realize. And these people can come back into your life. They will on a rotation, on an orbit. And so we just need to get used to, like, like Shai said, forever isn't a reality you know what i mean until it's over and then it doesn't matter but people are gonna come and go everything comes and goes and you got to get used to that finding that finding that in the bigger scheme of things the people that are going to come back and not the people that are just flying by that's what we need to know you know we need to find those people that are going to fill our lives because Somebody will fill my life for three months, disappear. Somebody else will come around and fill my life for three months. But if the two were together, that would be annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Also, one person isn't going to fill everything you need anyways, no matter if it's the healthiest relationship in the world. Like you still need other, like my dad always told me, like you can never trust one person with everything. Like he's like, I would never trust, you never trust me to fix your car. I'm like, I don't drive anymore. But he would say that to me when I was Mm -hmm. driving. Or he's like, I like, and I'm like, yeah, it's true. Like there's certain friends that like, if I like really just want you to listen, like, I'm not going to go talk to you because you're going to have really strong emotions and lots of opinions. But like, yeah. if I want someone to like get riled up with me and like validate my psychoness I have once in a while and I'm going to go with you. <laughs> right. but it's just, I mean, <laughs> crazy examples, but like, it's true. Like you have certain people in your life that like serve a certain purpose or like that you mm-hmm. can trust with certain things. And For sure. Like knowing that about those people, I think is like so important. You have to accept like that about them. Like no one's going to be the perfect friend or the perfect boyfriend or the perfect husband or the perfect parents. Like it's just not what it is. And that's okay. It's what makes people. Perfect is not a thing. No, it's not. Just like forever is not a thing. Yeah. Perfect. Honestly, I, the absolutes, I, I read a quote 
I don't even know who said I read it in like a book when I was like in eighth grade or some shit. But the the person was like, I don't deal in absolutes. And I was like, and they're like, yeah, always, forever, never. Like those words are mm-hmm. not a thing. Like they're not a thing. They just aren't. Because right. if you think about it, like you can't say you're never gonna do something. You don't fucking know. You have no, no idea. Right. You have no clue. (laughs) I always say that those words are kind of like swear words where they just hold a lot of power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people say them out of like wanting to sound, not sound powerful, but like because of the emphasis that it puts on certain like feelings. Mm -hmm. But they don't actually, they're not real. Right. (laughs) It's usually out of emotion of some sort. Yeah. I've always found that when I say never, that means life is going to throw me like a tornado of it until i accept (laughs) it you know like a patience is my journey because i am constantly tested (laughs) i think there's something like naive about like i I used to be similar like i remember saying like oh i'm like i will never i was so adamant about this when i was in like high school i told my parents i was like i'm never gonna date someone younger than me like Mm. it was like a running joke in my family right it was like oh caitlin what if they're a second younger and i'm like nope done (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because my last relationship he was younger than me which i mean it didn't really work out very well so like maybe that was a big sign like don't date guys (laughs) but it was just funny because i was like yeah it's never gonna happen and like i've dated like multiple guys now that are like whether it's a like six months or two weeks younger Mm -hmm. than me yeah it was just like i'm a really we all do it like i'm a really really tall woman i'm six feet tall with any shoes on literally like old navy flip-flops and i'm six feet tall so (laughs) i used to say i'd never date someone shorter than me but my ex was like half an inch shorter than me and i was with him for three and a half years so obviously not real (laughs) i actually used to say that also but like i'm only about five four so so by chances of actually doing that were a lot smaller yeah if a guy's shorter than me then i'm like they're probably pretty short but like yeah that's really short to be honest if they're shorter than you (laughs) oh yeah i'm like when i was on the apps too i was so shallow for a while it was like 510 swipe they're not six like (laughs) all my friends which is funny because none of my like boyfriends like my two serious boyfriends before that were like 510 and 59 like they were not tall by any means but like they were taller next to me and yeah, shorter, shorter guys try harder. Now my boyfriend is six seven. <laughs> oh, Jesus! My uncle's six seven. <laughs> That's yeah. really wait. You. <laughs> That's I top shelf stuff. That's so tiny. Or oh, sorry, he's taking. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. It's funny. I love that. <laughs> my my ex is four foot eight. You know, I used to say four foot eight by four foot eight, but she was just adorable. And I'm five foot seven. So it made me feel like six foot seven. Like a giant. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's funny because all my friends would be like, why are you going for the tall guys? Because some of my friends are like five, seven to five, ten. Yeah. We need the tall guys. guys. We do. Yeah. All you short girls are like, I need him to be six something. I'm like, why? A five, ten guy is so much taller than you. Right. (laughs) Like, it really is. Like, I've, like, like, they were, I've dated again. Like, two longest relationships were five, nine and five, ten. Like, one of them said six foot. I'm like, no. (laughs) That's, he's like, I'm like six foot. I'm like, you're five, ten. Yeah. You got men out here lying because they know that. You short girls don't want anyone shorter than five mm-hmm. than six foot, so they're out here lying. Yeah. <laughs> the dating apps are so shallow. I know they're awful. It's like a job application. 
Really, it is. It oh. really is. <laughs> Thanks. Gross. Thanks for that, by the way. But here's <laughs> the difference. With these job applications, you never know if you get it at all. Hey, that's yeah. happening these days. I filled out, when I was applying for my, my job that I have now, I must have filled out like 25 almost 30 applications i was just like scrolling through indeed like it was social media i was applying so much <laughs> you have to. i you have to and I, when i tell you i was contacted by four companies wow and that Jeez. was a lot like people were like four you got four calls that's crazy that is considered and only, only like, two, nobody calls only back one or two of them were like yeah well you know we're possibly considering you for an interview literally i got four calls well no that's wrong i got two calls and two emails one of the emails one of the jobs i had to send in an audition tape for so i did never heard from them again and then the other two didn't didn't give me an interview and then the job i have now gave me an interview and i went in and stuff so so i got four calls but really <laughs> or the worst is when you get the rejection email like a year later and you're just like yes oh, cool like, we saw that's your nice like okay <laughs> okay so this is a topic of one of my videos and i've heard a lot of people bring this up so i'm curious what your guys take on it is what is your take on valentine's day oh i don't like it <laughs> why <laughs> I, okay, so I'm not going to say I don't like it because I respect it and I respect mm -hmm. people who sell it like they, they want to do it because they think it's cute and they want to show appreciation for their person. Like people who are doing it for the right reasons, I like, but the reason I don't like the holiday in general is because it usually ends up being really shallow. So like you don't have a problem with Valentine's Day and like what it stands for. You like just don't really like what people turn it into. Public Access America. It's always funny because, like, especially because as you know, libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians. I think political philosophy is a lot like religion and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying. The main the main focus is it's like less dependence on the government because, well, we've seen how that's gone. And you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way. You know, more dependence on connections with each other. But you can always bring it back to what would one human do for another? What would a hundred do for a hundred? People looking out for people. Find Public Access America anywhere you find your favorite podcast every Sunday and Thursday. And join the chat on YouTube at Public Access America every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Communities looking out for community. Public Access America. History in the making, making history in the making, in the making, in the making, in the making, in the making. Yeah, like people get really gross about it. They're like, well, you need to spend blah, blah, blah money on me. I want flowers. I want this, that, and the other. And it's like, what? why? It's so funny <laughs> you say that. I told my boyfriend, I was like, I have one requirement for Valentine's Day. I'm like, I want flowers. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't care if we eat, like, we don't even have to, whatever, like, I don't even care. I'm like, I just want flowers. That's it. It's fair. I mean, I've only received flowers maybe twice in my life. And it's it's a nice thing when someone gives you flowers. It makes you feel special. But like, I just don't like when people make Valentine's Day gross and they're like, they have to have all this stuff and it needs to be this. Or girls who are very one-sided with it, where like they expect all this stuff from from their mm. mother but they don't do anything. <laughs>
I hate that shit. That I hated those. <laughs> Jason are like, I yeah. hated those. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I've gotten a woman flowers, it's ended the relationship. They've been like, oh, that's sweet. I don't know what this says. You're thinking too long term. Bye. It's weird. I I took a girl out. We went to uh, Trader Joe's, right? I was like, what is this? And my date was like, that's kale. And I was like, it's beautiful. And I bought that as a bouquet one day for Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, though. That's actually, like, very endearing. It's functional. You can eat it. I would love that, actually. I'd be like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, honestly, this is something (laughs) I wanted for so long. Yeah, but it, they're so overpriced. I don't know if they have them where you guys are, but like these edible the kale plants, they are expensive. They're oh, so edible arrangements. I, like to me, that was like I'm like I want that, and I looked at how much they were, and I'm like, oh. like yeah, edible arrangements are so pricey. It doesn't they'd be make so sense. functional. Like I'd eat it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you have to eat it fast. You do. Yeah. It gets you gross. Yeah. That's good to it's know. I don't feel as guilty. It's fresh fruit just sitting out. So either stuff it in your fridge mm. or eat it fast. Yeah. Right. What, what, um, one time my when we were in high school, one of my two of my mutual friends were dating and he got her um, some of those edible arrangement chocolate covered strawberries. Yeah. And they were huge and delicious. They're he so was good. Like, He's like, they're so good. He's like, this is all like, he's like, this website is ridiculous. He's like, have you ever been on this website? She's like, no, what are you talking about? She's like, it's fruit. It can't be that bad. And Mm -hmm. he showed her the one. She's like, oh my God. I actually got those strawberries for Valentine's Day in college. And like, Mm -hmm. there was a, they had to ship them down like two hours away. So I'm thinking in my head, like, oh my gosh, how on earth did I convince some guy to get me like chocolate covered strawberries that are so overpriced? You could make they're them for, so like, overpriced. I Yes, yes, you could literally go buy some chocolate, melt it, yeah, buy some strawberries. Yes, <laughs> like it's so easy. It's so easy. I can't. I. Mm. But yeah, that's my opinion on Valentine's yeah. Day. We don't really celebrate it. We never have. Um, I didn't celebrate it with my ex either. We just, we would go, uh, we called it candy day and we would go to like Walmart or something and just buy all the candy when it was on sale. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and that's, how we, yeah, that's how we celebrated Valentine's day. I like the way you guys celebrate. That sounds great. <laughs> right? It's all a celebration. You can't say you don't celebrate Valentine's day. <laughs> you can make I that mean, a thing. Instead of Valentine's day, you celebrate candy day. Candy day. I, I should make a TikTok you should. <laughs> All right, Ezra, yeah, so what's, what's, your, what's your opinion? Um, so, as a kid, I kind of liked it. And then I had my, uh, that was the day that I ended up realizing I lost my right eye. So, kind of has like a real negative mm. effect to me. Mm-hmm. That and now, um, as you guys know, uh, Valentine's Day this Monday is going to be uh, No Immigrants Day where, you know, immigrants are you know, they're not going to participate in buying anything. They're not going to work, you know, all that, which I think is great considering there's no real immigrant reform in the country happening anytime soon. So respect, but as for, um, I love you sometimes. I really do. (laughs) I love you so much sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I really do. I, I don't know if that's sarcasm, but I'm going to not. No, it's all. good. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> he just got this adoration in his eyes right now. Yeah. He's like, 
I know. He's like the star-eyed emoji. Yes. <laughs> well, he asked me once, what do I bring to the table? And I told him, you. you. <laughs> so I, you. I love it. Literally. That's all. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, continue your thought. <laughs> but um, as for like my opinion on to Valentine's Day, I've always loved what, you know, it's said for like, you know, the whole, you know, showing that special somebody that you appreciate them you know and i and i've always loved that in itself i loved going out spending time with that one person what i didn't love is the commercialness of it and the whole um like it almost feeling one-sided as we said earlier because mm-hmm. growing up honestly it wasn't up until i want to say my 20s that I finally started realizing, you know, that women can actually appreciate, show men appreciation and, and buy them gifts and not really, you know, make it seem like a chore. I, for me, every time I would get a girl something, it'd be like, okay, I got her this months, months later, nothing, no, no, thank you. Like it was a thank you, but it was like the most half-assed thank you. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, thanks. It's expected. (laughs) You gave her what was expected, so it wasn't a gift. Exactly, and I'm not a fan of. But, you know, lately I've been, you know, blessed to to be talking to women that are, you know, very equal-sided and have that mindset of, like, you're going to, you know, you're going to do this, I'm going to do this too. Like, why am I going to not just, like, it's not just me. I mean, it's not just me that deserves this. You do too. Like, what the fuck? Mm. So yeah. I, 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 you know, I like, I like what it stands for. I hate what it's become. Right. I think if you gave your woman a box of chocolates, the remote and started rubbing her feet, she'd be in heaven. You don't have to take her out for a $500 meal unless you're trying to prove that you I don't know about feet, care. but I'll do shoulders. Don't touch my feet. Yeah, I have, I have a phobia. <laughs> I'm I don't saying, even know how someone touched my feet. Wait, I'm, oh, wow. feet but I'm like the opposite. Scratch my oh, back though and I will just There like, you go. Yeah. I love every time I find someone else who's like, please don't touch my feet. I get so happy. <laughs> Everyone in my life thinks I'm a weirdo. I don't like feet at all. Don't touch my feet. I won't touch yours. Don't like rub your feet on me in bed. Nothing. <laughs> no. Keep them away from me. And if they're near me, <laughs> you need to have socks on them. Right. <laughs> and you it's can not stroke even her like, back. You could rub her head. And you can do nice things for <laughs> her and just let her zone out. Though. They're like, my, my feet are clean. I'm like, that's not the problem. Yeah, like, that's you know, not the problem with feet at feet all. Feet are just gross. <laughs> yeah, like I hate getting the first things you because I hate having my feet away like, from Dang, yes. Mm. Oh my god, I'm so glad I'm not alone. No. <laughs> okay, sorry. Nope. It's a valid point. You should know somebody before you dive into body parts. Yeah. Because <laughs> Joe knows that if he tried to rub my feet, I'd kick him in the face. Right. So <laughs> well then lesson learned quick. But most most people know about me. If you just start rubbing my head, I'll just I'll just lean on you and be in heaven. Oh God, you know? I'm like asleep and right. I'm with my back. I love it so. Much. Yeah, I love that too. Back scratches. Oh, that just like puts mm-hmm. me oh, out nice. instantly. <laughs> and sometimes those moments are nice instead of the stress of okay, I got you flowers. You got to dress up. We got to go get go get something to eat you know we gotta show mm-hmm. each other everything but you could just stay home and get sushi and like respectfully i'm more of a homebody like yes going all out for valentine's day is nice mm-hmm. you know those nice um so my my go-to thing is like i like 
a nice picnic with a view or we're going to go out to a restaurant with a view, something with a view. Ironically, I know blind person talking about. (laughs) Well, here's my question. Here's my question then as the man, how do you plan a Valentine's day? Because a lot of times I'm like, I want to plan the surprise, but guess what? My date is the driver. See, I live in a place where that's not a problem, mm. so I can't answer. <laughs> yeah, he has, like, fun- he has functional public transportation, Jason. Right. We don't know what that's like here in Florida. Yeah, that's we don't true. have that here either unless you live in like downtown <laughs> Minneapolis, and even right. that is sketchy at best. Yeah, we don't Unless we're gonna like both take metro mobility and wait for seven hours. Like Dude, right. I used to I used to do that with my little sister. We used to like take tops. It was tops in South Florida and Broward County. It was tops. And we used to take it to like the movies and the mall. And I'm like, hey, uh, they said they're coming. We're just going to wait together. Like, right. It was because I, I was her big sister by like seven, ten years, seven years, six or eight, seven years. And I was like, this, I'm the age where I should be able to like drive my little sister around and go do fun stuff, but I can't. So right. <laughs> I used to just cops together. Yeah. I'm so like, to your point, I think if you're the guy and you want to plan a surprise, I, I mean, I feel like you can plan it out or like you can do it in phases. Like, I think you can plan it without having to be the driver. Like you well, can make now the that reserve- Uber, yeah. now that there's Uber and Lyft, yeah. do this. right? But you, you can, can even like tell them, out- like, "Hey, this is where we're going." Like, and they don't have to be surprised the minute they get there. Right? Like, they can be surprised the day of, like, "Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna do this." Like, yeah, you you propose the plan on like the day of, like, "Hey, surprise! I made reservations for this, this, and this, and this is where we're going." And blah blah right. blah. And then she can be like, "Oh, this is gonna be so much fun!" And she yeah. Can or you can do it in like a two or three step deal if you want to be really extra like one of my like best guy friends when he was dating he did like really extra first dates where he would plan like okay we're gonna start somewhere and get a drink and then we're gonna go and have like apps somewhere else so it'd be like apps or dinner and then we're gonna have like dessert somewhere else you can make like a three-step place where you can tell her like okay we're going to the first place and then like after and like Depending yeah, how but she doesn't be. know until that, yeah yes and that's not even necessarily like valentine's day like i think valentine's day is just a day about love. You don't have to do anything super extra. You don't have to. I'm not, yeah. I don't do gifts on Valentine's Day. Like, I loved it as a kid. I don't know if you guys know this, but we made these little boxes in school. And we got to put yes! Valentine's in. That was my favorite thing oh, ever. Like, that. I would be so particular about who got which Valentine from my box and who got which beauty <laughs> candy. I love and that. it was just like the most fun ever. And I wish we could still do that as adults. Me too. I wanted to, I proposed it at my job. I was like, guys, what if we did Valentine's for each other? And they all laughed at me. I was like, it would be so cute though. Because oh at my school, we used to get like a shoe box. Yeah. And yeah. And we would like decorate, like yes. we had to make it super cute. And then what we used to do is everybody had to bring Valentine's for everyone. Yeah. We had to do that too. All inclusive, you know. Which but you would make really like, bad. It's like we had to. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you had to. And then you would make like everyone would sneak and make the ones for their friends like really special. Like they oh, put yeah. like extra candy mm-hmm. on it or like write like an extra long note yeah. or like but they but you know everybody got so then by the end of the day your box because we had like 26 kids in our class so your box was just like full of candy and then the yeah. teacher gave everybody something it was so much fun i, I love that. that or like the like for me like the little brat i was like i didn't like someone i'd be like they get the green valentine because i don't like right? <laughs> like, yeah but like so that hurts because my favorite color is green right and they got, yeah, i know that person's probably like oh my god she loves me right <laughs> 
how'd she know this was my favorite color <laughs> or like if my crush would give me a certain valentine and be like oh my god he said be mine with a candy heart yeah, yeah. and then you look and you're like everyone has the same thing you're like no 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 that doesn't matter no, no. Is- like my, <laughs> that handwriting was bigger I yes. was wondering why all of my relationships in fr- from kindergarten to fourth grade were one year because I always got this be mine thing and I was like, oh, I'm in a relationship. And then the next year it would be like, be mine. And I'd be like, Lisa, I'm in a relationship with you now. It was just a holiday thing. Darn it. Honestly, Very some great. of my best Valentine's days, though, have been spent single. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that I see a lot of, honestly, mainly girls do. Is if they're single, they're like, oh, my God, I hate Valentine's Day. Like, mm. I want to just get yeah. drunk and be alone. <laughs> yeah. People used and, like, to tell me when I said I didn't like it, they're like, oh, it's just because you're single. I'm like, no, I just don't. I just yeah. don't like. <laughs> my favorite Valentine's like. Day was my first Valentine's Day out of a relationship for a while. Like, very fresh breakup. I was like, oh, my God, this could be bad. My dad flew into town. He took me to a hockey game. He took me out to dinner. And then I bought um, myself like flowers and like a kombucha and was like, this is like, honestly, that was one of my favorite Valentine's days or like in my, in college, I was single one year. Actually, this is the year I got the chocolate covered strawberries. I just pretended I was single. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we had at my house at a love stinks. Let's drink party. Like it's fun. It fun. Like we just granted. I, I mean, I wish it wouldn't have sound so salty. Like now it probably would have been like a van, like a Valentine's day. Like, I think that stuff is so cute. Like I feel like that a day surrounded love. with love doesn't need yeah. to be so like extra, like right. if you want to make it extra fine, but like, honestly, it have to be. pizza for yourself, like have a glass of wine. I really want to order one of those stupid heart-shaped pizzas that like Pizza Hut does. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? They're really dumb because they charge they charge the same amount, but since it's a heart, it's technically less pizza. But like it's so cute. <laughs> I, I kind that. of want one. <laughs> See, everyone's gonna be Team Valentine's Day after this. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, all right, guys, everyone celebrate Valentine's Day. That's fine. Like, do it, do last it with actions so and not like consumerism, you know? Like I like yeah, for real. Me, like a Valentine's Day should be showing somebody appreciation because of what you know about them, not because you're buying something for them, you know? Yes. If somebody yeah, likes totally. steak, get them a nice steak. If somebody likes um fresh air, take them on a walk. Like there's things you can do for people in your lives. Just be nice. If we were all just mm-hmm. nice to each other on one day and didn't buy everybody everything and just was nice, the world would be changed so much better, I think. Right. Yeah, and but then all the corporate companies would hate us. I don't think the <laughs> they already hate us. Bad by, by because I think everyone receives love in different ways. And if someone receives mm-hmm. love by like receiving gifts, or like yeah. I like to call it tangible love instead, because it can be like uh. a note. Or like it oh, can be so they can like show that. it. Look at what my boyfriend got me. Can't right, power. exactly. Like, I think as long as you <laughs> give the person in your life love the way that they receive it and not the way mm. that you want to give it. Yes. Right. Yes. Good that's point. so important. How that's they want to receive it. That took a lot for in my current relationship to figure out how each other receives love. And both ways are very hard for us because for Joe, it's acts of service. And for me, it's like, um, words i forget what they call it what is it words of affirmation yeah 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 so he has trouble being like vulnerable in the way of like telling me 
like how he feels or like giving compliment like he's much better now but when we first started it was really hard for him to do that and right. i grew up very much if you want something get up and do it yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds bad but like that's You're the how oldest raised huh i am the oldest i have I- a little sister and I, yep. we were both raised by a single mom so it was very much oh i'm hungry mom's not home from work i'm gonna get up and make myself a sandwich like do it yourself that was very much how i grew up and obviously if we helped each other when it made sense like oh i'm going to the kitchen do you want anything right. or but not like we're both laying on our ass being lazy and you want something so you just ask me to get it like <laughs> or don't even ask just be like i'm gonna get a sandwich hoping the other person will be like oh i'll do that for you because that's yeah. what you're supposed to do is guess you know yeah and so it was really hard for me to just like voluntarily do things for him and it was really hard for him <laughs> to like compliment me like he wasn't vulnerable on that stage yet and i wasn't mm. used to doing that for people so like both of our love languages were like so hard for each other to to do but i mean it's been four years we're pretty good at it now but it's definitely important to figure out what the person needs to feel special and like to feel loved because it's not the same for everyone no. at all it's mm-hmm. so funny you say that because my the way i receive love is like i realize it's physical touch and words of affirmation i'm a big words person and yeah the guy I'm dating now, he like is not very verbal. Like, will do anything. Yeah. Like, is like shows how we feel like all the time. Yeah. Like, right, great guy. That's Joe. But mm-hmm. last <laughs> week, and I and so I told people for like weeks. I was like, I feel like he's gonna not weeks, probably days. I was like, this guy's gonna tell me he loves me on Valentine's Day. And then <laughs> my psycho self last week, laying in bed, he like didn't put his hand like on my leg on the couch. Like all night, I was just salty. I was like. <laughs> he comes over and same he's like oh like he just thought i was anxious and i was like yeah he's anxious you know, whatever and i kind of i was for like a different reason but the mm-hmm. next day um i just like turned over and i was just like salty he just tried to go to bed i was like do you even like me and he's just like <laughs> we're dating <laughs> and i'm like, like well like, you just you never that. tell me that you like me <laughs> and he's just sitting there's like oh my gosh this girl <laughs> and then he's like started telling like started like saying a few things and then he's like yeah, i'm actually falling for you and then i'm sitting there i'm like just falling for me <laughs> he's like well i was going to tell you i loved you on valentine's day but you're but i guess <laughs> you're ruining it <laughs> and i'm just like couldn't even wait like an extra week like literally had a sixth sense that it was gonna happen like oh my gosh my crazy self like so stubborn needs to have things immediately (laughs) no patience you had you had to wait till you were upset to say something like you could have said something when you discovered it like playfully but you had to wait till you were upset (laughs) and be like i didn't really really discover it i just had like this feeling i've been upset and we started dating because i was we were laying like i had gone up to like two hours away to meet his family and I'd met his parents and I did, I was, he looked up saying like, who you guys officially? I'm like, I don't know. Then we were laying in bed. I was like, are we dating? So when I, and like, we we're talking about like saying, I love you in my head. I was like, he yeah, say it first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, well, I was so does. like, and then I, I go, so funny. I hope he never listens to this. Kill me. <laughs> See, I have a, a hair splitter where I say, I love you. That means I love you just generally. But if I'm in love with you, that means something. 
you know, so I can say, I love you very easily to a friend or a partner, but if I, I say too, I'm in love with you, that, that means something. <laughs> yes. But it freaks me out because the last guy I dated told me after like two weeks and he said it to me like year of our relationship and I, I couldn't say it back. Mm. I was like, yep. I think men should start with, <laughs> uh-huh, Hey, I, I got you. Men should start with, I got you before they go with, like, I love you. And he did it so casually. We we're sitting at a bar. He was like the day he had met all my friends. I think that night was the night that I told him I was blind, actually. But like he was like, oh, I'll get you a drink, like kiss me on the cheek. He's like, love you. And I'm like, oh my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wanted, I wanted to like, I felt like I was gonna be sick. <laughs> he was just testing the waters. You could have ignored it. He would have just ignored it. I did ignore it. <laughs> I know I didn't say anything about it for like two months and he's like you know you never said it back and I'm oh, like wow. I didn't feel it proving that men have just as many emotions as women oh totally yeah but That's I think everyone has thing. emotions women just something tells me what we were just hearing was an emotionally charged man sorry <laughs> he was very emotionally charged he was he was something <laughs> something else he was something that's like one of those relationships i look back on and i'm like great guy but like i should not like that yeah. relationship should have ended after like a month not a year there, there is yeah. something to be said for being too in touch with your feelings you know what i mean it's a sliding scale i always say you know you have to know when to be the man and when to be yes. the soft guy like like I always say, I'm a pit bull laying on the couch. I get to lay around 99% of the time, but 1% of the time you want me to be that manly man. you know. See, for me, it wasn't the emotion. It was the lat. Like I am a very, if you can like see me and understand me, like that to me is gold. Or like if you can uh, intuitively yeah. just like know what I want. If you can, like if you have that instinct about me, like I will melt no matter who you are. And the thing with him was that he had no understanding of me at all after a year, Mm -hmm. like no matter what I would say or do, like I would try and set a boundary. And it's like, he just had no like internal instinct. And it's so he was, I think, I think he could sense my like distance and he would try and overcompensate and would force me to get really, really sharp in the relationship and be like set harsh boundaries and say like, no, like you're not doing this. But it was because, like, and I saw a video about someone else saying this, like, when someone sets a boundary with you, it's not them trying to push you away. It's actually them trying to keep you in their life. Yeah. yeah. They're make, they're making a line where, like, in order for me to enjoy your company, I need this. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's okay That's for people to do that. And people shouldn't get so offended and hurt when yeah. there are boundaries set. Because no matter yeah. what type of relationship, whether it's a friendship or what's with family or if it's a relationship, like, you with yourself, like, you with myself, I need to set boundaries. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. yeah. it's like people just get so offended or they used to, or if they're not super like confident in who they are, or their emotions, then they just kind of I think get... we have to live those boundaries too, though. A lot of times we set one just to break it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's a commitment to yourself. Like mm-hmm. I know that I need this. Like I know that this is a boundary that I need in order to keep myself mentally, emotionally, physically healthy, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 
And I need to try my hardest to make sure that people respect it. But sometimes you just lose your medal a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or as and women, especially it. like one day we want something yeah. and the next day we just like want nothing to do with that thing that we loved the mm-hmm. day before. Mm-hmm. We're just like very unpredictable by nature. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have to ask just these last two questions of, of all of us. One it's the whole question of like disclosing when it comes to dating. I know we were talking about it in the beginning. What is your opinion? Why do you guys choose it? And then the last thing is, um, and I guess this goes hand in hand. What is your take on, you know, the way, I guess, a female or a, or a male is viewed when it comes to being visually impaired in the dating scene? Like, you know, what do you guys assume is the differences? Mm. You know, the way we're viewed as far as like, you know, the partner in the relationship, you know, are they gonna think we're I'll say say something. I'll say that I put it up front, but I'm not really in the dating scene. So that's why I can is because I'm not expecting results. But I, I do think as a man, I fall under the three strike rule because of my disability where I don't drive. Right. And then I don't, I don't, I don't drive. I don't see, and I don't have the money to compensate for either one. So it's the three strike rule just because of my disability. Basically, that's how I feel about dating that I, I don't get past the application process too far. Okay. Um, oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, as far as the disclosing, now that I'm a cane user, I've only been a cane user for like maybe three, maybe three years. Honestly, probably my whole relationship with Joe. I started, I got my cane when I first started dating him. He's one of the reasons I started using it regularly because he wouldn't get off my ass about it. I love but, that. Um, <laughs> you, you will change for love if it's love, right? You will. It, it just, you it, will. It was just like, he's just like a very protective person. And he was like, if you know this thing is going to make your life easier, why are you being an idiot about it? And I'm like, right. you're right. You're not wrong. But anyway, so before that, I was not using a cane. Um, I've been legally blind my whole life. I just didn't know that that's what it was because I've been night blind my whole life. But um, my vision got worse in high school and my ex knew me in high school. So he kind of got to see that whole process of like, I can't see enough to function anymore. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So I had like, he got to see me like start using assistive technology and like go through that whole process before we were even thinking about dating. Like we just knew each other. Um, and then when I met Joe, I was at college. I traveled with a CCTV that I used to do my homework sitting on the floor in the hallway. So like he knew too, it actually sparked a conversation. And it, it was at the point where like, I, I was past being able to hide it anymore. Cause it was just part of my life. I had physical things that I was walking around with that showed whether it was my CCTV in college, which if I wasn't doing schoolwork, people didn't know. So I could still mask cause I wasn't using my cane. So as far as like getting hit on and stuff that happened a lot without people knowing, but disclosing, I feel like 
in order for me to go out with you in any way, which people usually like to do at night, you need to know that I can't see. <laughs> because I can't see in the dark. So right. if you want to take me to a movie, you're going to find out that I can't see you as soon as you pull up at my house. Oh my like, God, because I'm going to grab your hand the minute we walk into that theater because I just went blind. I don't like, see anything. It's not an option for me. As right. soon as you leave conversation mode and go into real world, you have to know mm-hmm. because I have no choice. So mm-hmm. that's just the way it is now. I didn't really get to date much before it was obvious, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't really know what that's like. But I do know that having them know up front made it so much easier because I still have to have that conversation of like, hey, look, this is what I can see now, but my vision is getting worse. It's not always going to be this. And mm-hmm. I'm going to have to learn a lot and adjust a lot. And you're going to have to do the same. So it's still being afraid of them walking away when that does happen, because it will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still in the back of my mind, like hoping that they're ready for that because I don't need, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I've had my condition my entire life. And when it got worse when I was 17, I had an entire, I went into a depression, even though I knew that my mm-hmm. condition could get worse mm-hmm. and I, I knew what could happen. And I knew, you know, Hey, it's going to get worse. The doctors told me that when I was six, like I've known that, but I still went into a full meltdown, which I could still do again when it gets worse again, even though I'm quote unquote prepared and I have my cane training and I have all this knowledge about where to find help, I could still lose it. And that Mm -hmm. person would still have to be there to support me and deal with that because it's, it's just, it's going to (laughs) happen. And so there's still that part of disclosing the fact that like, it's going to get worse. Um, But the, it, it's I feel like it's easier because they already know it's a thing you know so it mm-hmm. makes it a little easier I guess you are disclosure yeah honestly like <laughs> it's it's just and then at this point when I look at you you can tell something's up because I look at you out of my peripherals these days because mm-hmm. my central vision has started going to shit so you already know something's wrong with my eyeballs when I look at you so there's just there's no point disclosure is it is it just is (laughs) yeah for the right person it won't matter and for the wrong person it's just a way to get them out of your life you know (laughs) that part honestly how about you caitlin yeah well i actually made a video about this because i was curious and the the main response was that people are like say it up front the argument behind people who said that they like maybe don't is more kind of like what you said about like how you want to be at a party for an hour before like they so they can get to know you before they can get to know like your condition like kind of see you as that 
So yeah. I, I, so I told you like uh, my like ex-boyfriend, like he didn't know until a month in. So like, I can't exactly say, yeah, disclosure is the way to go when I've never actually like practiced that myself. Mm-hmm. Well, you've done it both I would ways. agree that it's probably the way to go. Um, yeah. From like responses on my video, I've seen that most people like believe it's the way to go. Um, but I will say that like my, in my relationship now, like I never really had to have a conversation like I did. Cause like, I, I it was like, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm blind because it was a mutual friend. It was like a friend of a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And he had like been to my house and like, again, there's no visual indication that I can't see. Like I, I kind of like, my eyes are like, don't like focus fully. Um, mm-hmm. so, like again, kind of like you, like you can tell, like maybe there's something up with my eyes, but like, yeah. Blindness. Is it just like a lazy, like you don't really know. Yeah. You don't really know what's exactly. Going on yeah. Um, so I would say, yes, disclosure is the way to go. But also I think when you're on the apps, people get really afraid of just being like, Hey, I'm blind and having someone like write you off because of that. So mm-hmm. people's argument to me when they were like, we were discussing, it was like, okay, so do you disclose it like on your profile? Or do you just like disclose it in um, like a message or do you disclose it? Like, I, I think my conclusion I've come to, if like I would ever be on the dating scene again, I think it would be like, as long as you disclose it before the first meetup, because yeah, that would I, be my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think you have to put on your, pro- I think it's personal preference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. I, I honestly, right. I have a friend of mine that yells at me. She's like, you need to stop putting it on your profile. I'm like, I you could choose to, but yeah. I don't want to. Right. Reason being is, it filters, it, it, in my opinion, it filters out all the, the childish people that yep. I'm going to have this dumb, awkward conversation with that I'd rather not. Mm-hmm. I'd rather them, you know, if they're going to get to the question of, oh, how much, you know, how much can you see? Fine. That's, that's fine. That's a valid but question. Of, yes. But if we're going to go in, oh, so you're blind. Can you drive? <laughs> yeah. No. I always tell people like when it comes to anything, cause I, I haven't been blind my whole life, but I've been a diabetic since 11. So like disclosing that I'm a diabetic was always something that like I have faced for a lot longer than disclosing vision loss and dating. And that's my it was something that I kind of would disclose on a need to know basis. Like if something happened, like I was never hiding it, but I wouldn't be like, hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm a diabetic. Just the same way as I'm not like, hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm blind. Like, yeah, it comes yeah. up or need to know. Like, I have no problem telling someone like, hey, I can't. There you go. You need to know. Yes. And like, like, oh, like, yeah, mom, if you're, if someone's mom, picking you up and like, we're going to be going somewhere dark. Like, hey, like, I can't see. Like, so I think it's just, yeah. just yeah. Like, you got to tell people like, I need to know. You don't need to tell your whole life story about vision loss on a first date. Because That's right. for being honest, like not every blind person is going to date another person who's also blind. Like if you do great, that's awesome. But like, if you're dating someone that's sighted, being someone who's like, I've dated sighted and like, I've also dated, like been the blind girl that dates sighted guys. Like I don't go into it and just talk about my vision loss for three hours on the first date yeah, because boring. they don't, yeah. they don't, they don't mm-hmm. care, but like, that's not all you are. They that's can't relate point. to yeah. it. <laughs> That's not all we are, right? No. So I think like just need to know, like you just say, like, okay, like by the way, can't drive, can't do this. Like, you just almost kind of have to keep it like lighthearted and relatable to them. Be like, hey, mm-hmm. like if I need help with this, this, and this, like great. And then usually they I'm assuming they're they'd be like, okay, block, or they're gonna be like, okay, that's cool. And then as yep. you get in deeper, like you can get into like for like you shy, you have like a you and Ezra have like degenerative eye conditions. So like, yeah, that, but that you don't have the conversation about, you don't have to like, be like, oh, by the way, I might lose, I probably will lose my vision at some point in my life. Like that doesn't yeah. even be a first date. First date. You don't no. want it to be. Yeah. So I think need okay. to know is 
kind of the way that I would go about it. I definitely wouldn't suggest hiding it because I think with a lot of people that I was talking to when I was doing that, uh, like it it just, it broke a lot of trust with some of them. And like they, and I didn't really understand why, because in my mind I was doing it for kind of like my own selfish reasons and to protect myself from like that hurt and that rejection. Because again, in my mind, I was like, well, do I, am I even going to meet these guys? Like, do I even really care to have a conversation? And then I'd start meeting them and I'd like hide it and like figure out some way to like say why I'm not driving or like have them come to my house, which is very, so unsafe. Like I should not have yeah. done that with as many people as I did. Yeah. Um, but like, I just didn't need to, like, I just wish I would have gone about it a different way because it just, it definitely was not the right thing. So it's not a good way to just start off. Like, by the way, a month in, I'm visually impaired. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I was to say because you said of lying in other ways, like I would be lying as to why I wasn't driving, or like I would be mm-hmm. avoiding the truth as to why I wasn't driving, or like I used to use alcohol a lot to like describe. You'd be like, oh, like I can't do this, like help, like used to be that. <laughs> like I used to use alcohol and like going out as like the comfort level because it's like okay, no one's driving, we're all Ubering all, like. Yeah, that was my like protection at that time. And then as I wanted to like get to an actual relationship, because kind of like Ezra, like I've always been a relationship person. It just at that point in time, I wasn't in the place to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's my advice on disclosing. I feel like right. need to know, need to know is sort of how I functioned as a kid because I've had the night blindness since I was born. So that was just always part of my life. But like, my day vision was great. Like I could still read and like be a person and like, you really wouldn't know unless you went out with me at night. So it was neat to know my friends that wanted to go to the movies on the weekends, they knew I was blind because they had to guide me in the movie theater. So like those, my close friends knew growing up and I went to a K through 12 school. You grew up with all the same people. But there were people that I went to school with that didn't find out that I was visually impaired until I started posting about it on Instagram like four or five years ago. They were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> They're like, I've known you since you were seven. Like, what? <laughs> that like, with diabetes. Sorry. They're like, you're a diabetic? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely need to know when I was a kid. That's how I treated it. Because if I wasn't in a situation where it was dark, why do you need to know? Because otherwise, I'm fine. So all my close friends knew and no one else did. <laughs> like when my vision got worse, there were teachers that are like, what are you talking? I was like, yeah, I've always had this condition, but it's worse now. And they're like, what? Are you, what? Like to them, it was like I went blind overnight. <laughs> they were probably very confused. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Ezra, what was the other question that you asked? I completely didn't um, Well, the other one was, what was, uh, what is your opinion on how, um, uh, people view like in the dating scene people view a disabled you know a blind oh, or disabled man versus a blind and um like are you saying like, like the struggles woman, yeah. that we may have that are different or are you yeah saying, okay basically um basically i've actually gotten a lot of guys comment on my videos asking about like tips on dating blind as a man and i'm like well, i don't have a ton of tips for you because i'm not a blind man yeah um but i mean i I think dating in general as a guy is a lot harder than it is for a girl because it's 100% dating sense where um, like men are kind of like meant like in masculine energy. And again, you can be a woman with masculine energy or you can be a guy with masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of taught to pursue. So as a 
blind woman, I think the struggles we face are a little bit different. Like I think people view us as more like, well, can they be a mom? Like, can they take care of a family and like that kind of thing? It's more of like a marriage or like long-term commitment topic. Whereas like for men, I think it's like, okay, can you, can you provide, can you, um, yeah. Can he work? He yes. can't drive me around. So how are we going to yes. get dates and stuff? Like, right. Yeah. And I think it's, I've seen, uh-huh. right. And I don't think like driving for every girl is like that big of an issue. Like I, like when I was driving, I could have cared less if a guy like could drive or not, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of like in my city, they would, I mean, they just have to live in close proximity. Like I always said, yeah, you know, on dating apps, so, like if it's long distance, this is not going to work unless you like, okay, driving. Like luckily my yeah. work now, like doesn't mind driving at all. Um, but I think that if you're a blind man, one of the, I'm trying to think, I'm, this is like just my type of man. Like, so every girl is going to have a different type, but like, for me, I tend to go for guys who are definitely like a little bit more masculine. So like, I like guys who I feel like I can be protected by, but like, someone who's visually impaired can be protective. Like they can give off that energy. They can give off that confidence. Like I don't see a visual impairment as something that like would affect me differently, but I could see some girls maybe like, again, I think driving is probably actually the least like thing, like the least big deal out of like the, probably the issues I think a girl's mind in the traditional Mm -hmm. dating sense, they're just like, okay, if you have a job and you can provide, and you're like, and we like are compatible and we can vibe. And like, I think the driving thing doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. I feel like working trumps driving. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I feel like Trump's for me, it's most of the time women have this mindset of like, oh, he's blind. I'm going to have to take care of him. And it's like, no. Yeah. I'm a grown ass man. See, and you know, much that, so. that reminds me of some, like, what I was going to say is I feel like when it comes to, the differences between being a blind woman and being a blind man is unfortunately because of traditions and blah, 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 the patriarchy, men are already expected to take care of us. Whether we want it or not. Or provide, I would say. I feel like as women, we're almost expected to like take care of them in like a home sense. Yeah, but they're expected to like protect us and provide for us and blah 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 so the fact that we're blind it's like oh I'll I'll keep you safe like I'll protect you like you you like it doesn't end up hurting us the same way I feel like what hurts us is the families of the men because I've had in both my like serious relationships the the moms and like the parents are always well is she gonna be able to like cook for you and clean for you and fucking whatever traditional bullshit we're supposed to be able to do like she can't see like is she gonna be able to do that for you like and I feel like that's where it 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 hits us as women as visually impaired women um but the fact that we're blind doesn't hit us it just doesn't work the same way it's like a more long-term in the home yes like it's not that initial like will I go on like will would they go on a date with us? Cause realistically, like they probably will. And like a lot yeah. of the women on my videos have been like, yeah, well, I usually just don't make it past the first date, which yeah. I don't personally have that same experience. Like, I feel like I actually, it's like the opposite where like, if I get them on a date or we not, if I get them, like that sounds so manipulative. I'm yeah. like, 
I trick them to getting on a date, but like if they know me in real life and like they see how I function, they see I live alone, they see like all that stuff, and they're like, oh, like it's like they're almost like that stereotype that was probably in their head is probably Mm -hmm. broken. Whereas like if I'm on the apps, I actually probably would have had a harder time on the apps and like going on actual dates because Mm -hmm. once like having to just like disclose that before they'd have a pet, like ever had like a meetup with me, they're like, oh, okay. Like, or like the blind, just like the name, like the word blind, just like yeah. instantly scares someone off just because of the word and because of the lack of awareness of what that means. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I was sighted most of my life. Like, to be honest, that word scared me even once I did go blind. Like it took yeah. me a long time to accept that word. So I think that's the one nice thing about social media is that I feel like there has been so much more awareness about it and mm-hmm. people, because there's this community now have become more confident in their blindness to talk about it. Whereas yeah. before there was a, like myself included, like I didn't tell, like, I, I, th- I remember the day that I wrote a blog post about the fact that I'd gotten blind. Like this was probably two years ago and mm-hmm. it was the scariest post I'd ever written. But like, I, I would, I thought people were going to be so judgmental and be like, oh my gosh, like she's blind now. She's incapable and she's less than what I thought she was going to be or like that's yeah. what I think about myself obviously not what anyone else was really going to think but yeah, like over course. like the responses I received were like amazing and I realized in dating that more often than not like there are some people that are going to respond really poorly but there are also mm-hmm. some people that really really surprise you if you give them a chance to definitely a hundred percent I think like Ezra and I we both are very charming and so the word blind scares people off. But if we have an in, if you hang out with us as friends, you're going to fall in love with us because we're just that endearing. You know what I mean? Our, we have to be vulnerable and women like that. And we're also strong and independent because of our disability and people like that too. You know, I think women just have these superficial things that they want, like no offense height. You know what I mean? Like shorter guys try harder. It's just a fact of life. You know what I mean? But we have this list and somebody told me once, take your list of 20 things and boil it down to three needs, you know, non-negotiables, right? Get yeah, of, get, but get, don't, don't look at it as a, a want as a need, you know, but boil yeah. your wants down to three needs and then go for them. And then when you find things, you're going to, you're going to find things about an individual that you love that you never expected on your list, you know? Totally. Especially when people like get to this age, I feel like in the normal dating culture, like, which is usually, I would say between like, probably like high school ish or like mainly like I would say in your twenties when people are dating and like serial dating. Yeah. But I feel like kind of like to your point like guys like you and Ezra you guys are gonna be the guys that people marry not the guys that people like are gonna like mess gonna with hook up with yeah yeah, yeah. that's what's not to say that that because, couldn't or because, won't happen or like doesn't but like when you look at of, the types because of guys of that my disability I am a hookup that's yeah. the, right that's the problem or like, well, if you, and if I, you guys want that like it can happen like I, mm. it's not hard but also, well, I can't. T- I can't take a woman out, which means she has to come over to my house. So she prepares for a hookup before she considers dating me long term, and that's right. the sad. That's why I'm retired. That's why I'm retired. <laughs> that's why I'm retired. Right. <laughs> I can't. I can't with this retirement. This I want. Like- I want friends. I don't need hookups. Like, I want friends. I want people in my life. I want to determine the good from the bad, and that doesn't happen with hookups. So I need something more. I'm not going to accept less. Yeah. Like I think for like people 
shy. I'm actually not sure how old you are, but like I'm, I turned 28 this year. So like, I'm getting to that, like 30 point, like close Ooh. to the 30 point, which, yeah. um, like I feel like a, a few years ago, like I wasn't really thinking about like oh, husband material. I was like, Hmm, like, who do I want right now? Like, yeah, yeah I was, mm-hmm. I always joke. I was like, I was looking for not, I was, wasn't looking for Mr. Right. I was looking for Mr. Right now. Whereas like now yeah. when I get like a little bit older and I feel like most women and honestly, maybe even guys more than women, like once they get to like the 30 mark guys, like yeah. they instantly, like in the classic dating culture, they turn a switch in a second where they're like, okay, like, okay, I need to get married now. You. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I saw this stat. It was really interesting. And it was like, men don't usually marry the girl that they have like the most, like that they've been the most in love with in their life. They marry the girl that's like around when they're ready. That's right. I got married at 31 to the girl that was just around when I was ready. You're exactly yeah. right. And Dude, I was just Jesus. like, what? She was the devil, by the way. So <laughs> I, don't rem- I don't recommend doing that. Not the devil. <laughs> I've heard that from quite God. a few people. Yeah. Hopefully my first marriage is not to someone that I regret. But well, also, if it is, whatever. I like that Caitlin <laughs> said she was looking for what she wanted she wasn't looking for what wanted her and i think that's an important distinction like don't accept just whatever just stand your ground you know look for what you want not what's wants you another thing i want to point out is if it doesn't work out it's not the end of the world it's a lesson learned it's you know it's a chapter you could add to your book but it's not meant to be reread until the new one is written well, I think the only downfall to like all these apps in this dating culture is that people have become a lot less capable in navigating relationships through struggles because right. there's this like abundance of people, like uh, whether it's on social yeah. media or on apps that you can just be like, okay, well, you don't check this box. I'm just mm. going to go back on the app and find someone that does. It's like, right. yeah. No one's, no one is working through, there are so many, I'm sure there has been so many like one to three month relationships that probably could have lasted longer and been happier if they just actually worked through the first struggle they hit instead of just being like, "Mm, this is too hard, bye. (laughs) I always look at it as like, I love the whole ghosting, the whole ghosting thing. When When a plane lands. It hits the it hits the runway and there's friction, right? And that's like a relationship. But if you work through that, there's going to be a slightly less friction, slightly less until you land the plane and everything's smooth. But you got to get past that friction of meeting each other in a different space. You know what I mean? I think the friction is where the relationship actually grows the most. Like right, a hundred percent. Exactly. There, like, there. <sighs> That's the I, best part, right? When you meet, when you see somebody as mad as they can possibly be and you still like love them, you're like, oh my God, I just want to protect you. You're so mad. You're not like, I got to get away. <laughs> Those moments are like, you trust you them know. more, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, if this is upsetting you or I'm upsetting you, then clearly you give a shit. Right. Like it's, it's to the point where it's like, you're, if you're fighting, then you're fighting for something. If you're yeah. walking away, then you're just walking away. Like there's right. no, you know, people want to be fought for. <laughs> yeah. And like people always view fighting and conflict as oh, for fighting. The relationship isn't good anymore. It's like, no, fighting is you need to be fighting in a relationship. Like you, it's okay to get mad. It's okay to verbalize yeah. when things are upsetting you. That's how you make the relationship stronger. That's how you make yeah. it better. Like yeah. 
it, how does you handle it is, does, is important. Does, the, does your yes. partner see it as important or do they see them as more important than you? Like if you're bringing me something, I should see that you, it's more important to you than me and I should listen, right? That's how you grow. But when I'm like, I got to think about me, then suddenly you're not thinking about your other person and then everything falls apart. Yeah. Mm. Parts are important, especially and how you resolve them is important. Yeah. Yeah. because it's it's just being like okay we yelled about it we're over it we're moving on some mm -hmm. situations need more than that some situations right. need reflection and conversation after you just yell at each other and maybe it's the next day or maybe it's like a week uh -huh. from now or maybe it's you know but going back revisiting it like mm -hmm. okay this is what you said this is what i said let's be civil and have like a conversation now <laughs> yes. yeah. and see yeah, if yeah. one of us is making more sense than the other if we're both making sense but in different ways or you know figuring it out after mm -hmm. the fact and being able to humble yourself enough which is so hard so hard to do especially right. when you think Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so stubborn. So I have a very hard time. Like, I'm yeah. like, well, I'm sorry that what I said hurt you, but I'm not sorry that yeah. I said it. Like, right. I'm sorry you're do... weak and it hurt you, but like, maybe you need to get stronger. <laughs> and... I, I'm I don't do well at verbalizing yeah. initially, but if somebody sticks with me, I'll repeat it and it'll make sense, more sense, you know? Yes. But initially, it just sounds like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you know, right. And also, like, not every conflict needs a resolution. Like right. some yeah. conflict is just like, yeah. I just need to say this because it upset me. Like, I know you didn't like intend on hurting me. I know that's not like, but like, yeah. I was just in a bad mood and what you did hurt me. I just needed to say it so I don't sit and resent you for the next two yeah, days. Exactly. Until I forget about it. Mm hmm. Yeah. I just need to get it out so I don't mm. bottle it up. And if we I, can I talk about that. it, whatever. But, you know, sometimes you just need to let it, let it out. I say that a lot. It's not you, it's me. I'm having an issue with something from my past and that shouldn't affect right. my future. But right now it's about me being irritated with something. And I know you can see it. I'm just letting you know, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> Which like even communicating that is important. Cause I'm like, yeah, people, yeah. when they like silence and like neglect and like, I, I, I'm the same way where like, I'll shut down. if I'm like having a hard time, like I won't tell anyone like you, if I'm having a hard time, I tell people like you really will have no idea. Right. Yeah. Um, and like that scares people sometimes because they're like, well, how do I help you? I'm like, well, you can't. And like, I'm like, well, what, what, what can I, can I do? Can I, can I fix it? Can I I'm like, no, like I should, yeah. like, I'll be fine. I just have to get over it. Like I just have to get through it and get myself out of the little funk. Right. But I've learned but that like sometimes did, what like you did was normal. That, like, yeah. And sometimes I've learned that like communicating, like it may not really benefit me, but it benefits them because it puts right. their yeah. mind at ease. And like, that's part of being in a relationship is like, okay. Maybe yep. I don't need to talk it out, but maybe you need to hear me say like certain things so that mm -hmm. you aren't, your mind isn't going a million miles a minute. And what did I do? What did I did do something. in the past? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and they did do I, something, I but what they did was normal, you know, right. sometimes it's just a normal thing, but somebody in your past used that in an abnormal way. And so right. it strikes you and you're like, oh, I don't like that, but it's normal. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Maybe a guy gave you flowers because he was a jerk to you. And then a nice guy gives you flowers randomly. And you're like, was he a jerk? <laughs> now I know, you know, I mean, both like, are okay. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, the flowers are a good gesture, no matter what day it is. But if they're attached to if they're attached to something negative, then maybe in a positive light, you still have that negative attachment in That's, other, in yeah. other ways, landmines, you know what I mean? Hmm. 
Uh, relationships are so hard. And I feel like people are just lazy sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes they end because they're lazy. Sometimes they end because they're just, they're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think people just have a hard time. It's like if they don't know their self-worth, they have a hard time, like, clearly seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, I always, like, I have a lot of guy friends that I've talked to, a lot of, like, men in my life about this, where... Like men are not that complicated. Like girls no. overcomplicate what guys do. They're like, well, he hasn't called me in like two weeks, but he's just really busy. And oh my God, he texted me like he loves me now. And I'm like, <laughs> if a guy likes you, you will know. That is like, You'll know. if you feel confused past like our normal, like women on our freaking period, because let's be honest, we all are psycho at some point And we're like, <laughs> well, like we read too much into things like women are complicated. It's just how we are. Men are very, very simple. Yeah. They like you. They will normally make it known in some way. They won't be playing games. Like you don't need to play games with a guy who's ready to be in a relationship. It's just, you don't need to. It's the same quote that I keep saying everywhere. I keep seeing it everywhere all the time on TikToks. It'll just randomly come up. It'll be some girl and she'll be like, just so you know, if they want to, they will. That's right. That's <laughs> right. They, want to, they will. And if yes. they want, they will. Yes. <laughs> I've seen right. that everywhere. And I've seen so many girls like make videos about like, well, yes. it's not always true. And I'm like, okay. I mean, some of the points you made are valid. Like, yeah, maybe sure. he wants to, but he's not in the right place to do it. That still doesn't mean that you should use that as an excuse. He's still not in the right place. Like, or I have, like, I've heard guys, they're like, well, I'm not looking for a relationship and the girls in their mind. Or, I mean, this, I guess, could go either way. But I would say men are yeah. correct than women when it comes to this kind of stuff. I, um, I always say. Like, well, I'm going to try say, and make him want a relationship with me. If he falls in love with me, yeah, then he'll be ready like, for Oh, God. I hate that. They Stop told trying you to they, make they a they Tinder guy a marriage. You know what I mean? Like, take <laughs> take the level for what it is. Like, yes. level one is different than level five. Stop well, dreaming about level five. You. Right. Yeah. They don't want if a relationship saying, and they just want something casual. Well, we just like, met on Tinder two weeks ago. I don't know. You know, <laughs> you're yeah. dreaming of a future because you want to know if the end point, if I'll reach the end point with you instead of the journey. So you're yes. like, is he good at level five? And I'm sitting here going in level one, picking my butt, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I need like, like I like one guy's <laughs> looking for level one women's like, okay, well, what about if we get to level five? It's like, let's get right. to level one first. Yeah. Yeah, I say holding somebody's hand can be the most intense and exciting thing initially, right? And if you if you go past those stages and suddenly you're like in pre-marriage on your first date, you're missing a lot of joys. You know what I mean? A lot of and it'll catch up to you if you start like things and like jumping to those phases too early. Then suddenly it's like your time spent in the relationship will always catch up to like where you feel like your emotions are, and it's gonna be hard. Like it's yeah. not going to be easy in a lot of relationships. I feel like fail at that point because on either side, people are over committing their feelings and they're saying, because they're feeling these intense feelings that they think are maybe true. Like I don't, I'm not saying people are maybe mm-hmm. going to be deceitful when it comes to this. Yeah, I think they genuinely do feel these things in those moments, but they don't think about the commitment behind some of the things that they're saying. Right. Yeah. Oh, like I could really see a life with you. It's like, okay, well, we've never met. Like, so <laughs> maybe like live yeah. some life together first. Or they go on right. never, or they've never met the fam. It's like relationships have such like important phases. There's so that many you levels. Can't just skip yes. to a phase. Right. Hundred percent. Hundred thousand percent. So much. There's so many things that you have to like 
even just like living together living mm-hmm. together is like one of the hardest things ever and people are like oh, i've known you for three months let's do it right <laughs> vacations are another one if you do that early in your relationship a vacation can kill you if it's too mm-hmm. long you know yeah, I always tell be. people that the only thing with my, my opinion, this is just my like personal opinion, I, because I've lived with a guy, I will never again live with a guy just out of convenience mm-hmm. because I yeah. think that is the worst. Like that's where a lot of, and again, I'm speaking from a woman's side. So I'm, I'm going to say like men a lot because this is like my experience with men and like my friend's experience yeah. and like guys will settle into like, Oh, we're living together. We're kind of living the married life. Yeah. And a lot of women, they want some sort of commitment. They want to get married. Not all, mm-hmm. but like, it's easy to settle into like, oh, we're just, well, we're living married. And I did that with my, like one of my exes, we lived together for three years and like we were living married. Like when we broke up in some ways, it felt like a divorce because we were separating yeah. our stuff. Our finances had been like combined in some ways, like we were splitting bills and like, honestly, he was one of the easiest roommates. Like he like, I would have lived with him again, just like, cause he was easy to live with. But I told myself now, I was like, okay, if I'm going to live with someone, like that's going to be somewhat of a commitment. That means like we're taking a next step. It's not just going to be because I want to save money on rent or because my life will be easy <laughs> because you're always here. Like, and I think a lot of people yeah. do that. They're like, well, I want to see them all the time. It's like, okay, well, that's great. But it's not yeah. fun to break up your stuff once it, if it doesn't work out. It is difficult. <laughs> it's a whole thing. You roped up in bills and- and maybe you got like an account together or maybe you got a pet or maybe you <laughs> like there's so many things yes even like when you like it's, and like I think one of the hardest things is when you move into like someone's space because it's their space already like yeah I'm nervous about doing that and like I, my friend did that before she married her husband like they she, they moved into like her apartment or sorry she moved into his apartment before they like bought their house and mm-hmm. I think that can be really, really hard for a girl to move in. Cause I think women, especially if we're very like protective of our space, because like we like things a certain way, we like visuals, we like to look nice. At least I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, what does your stuff really need? Like, what else? Can you just bring like an overnight bag? And like, you can just live here, but like my stuff stays. And like, we'll just use the stuff that I don't have. <laughs> and like, yeah, we'll do what you were you. And like, <laughs> combining stuff I feel like it's probably one of the hardest things about even living together is going through that process yeah yeah it was fun moving in together and like picking out stuff because neither of us had anything like he had like a desk and like I had just my stuff I didn't have any furniture that I wanted to take from my old place Mm -hmm. so like it's like oh cool we get to figure out that's another thing figuring out your design style like, <laughs> like something my boyfriend doesn't care design. yeah that that's great yes. if they don't care but joe cares and he likes nice things so <laughs> oh <laughs> joe you're ruining matters. it for the rest of us we don't <laughs> care we don't care i mean don't over frilly it let uh, let people know no, you have to make it very like don't have pink just everywhere like yeah right. like my apartment is mainly like black and white gray and blue like pretty gender yeah. neutral yeah but we're happy with any little space we can call our own just like any woman wants her bedroom to run to you know we kind of want a place where we can go and yeah. just collect our thoughts 
and you want us to have that place yeah you everybody wants their partner to have a place where they can go to be by themselves otherwise you're going to get a lot of interference (laughs) really hard in a one-bedroom apartment yeah oh god it is it is Mm -hmm. it is difficult but i've had relationships now (laughs) congratulations so you both have your own space right yeah we have well we have we turned the second bedroom into like an office slash guest room so like my stuff is on one side and his stuff is on the other but usually we're not in there at the same time yeah so we can just go chill (laughs) it's not even like having your own space like it's having like you guys can live like exist at the same time in separate spaces and have like separate spaces where you're not like on top of each other yes 100 percent. just having the space to spread out a little bit and then just come back yeah yeah i've been in those relationships where it's like is that they can leave yeah yeah okay bye you go you go do something else oh man that's horrible as a man that doesn't drive i was stuck at a house and i was like there's no ubers available at two in the morning (laughs) she had to call me a lift you know let me tell you that's not just a man thing that's like a woman thing too like if you're stuck it's just the worst thing i I just want to go home right Yeah, I think for me, though, it, as soon as I, even if I'm having a good time, once I realize I'm stuck, I don't want to be stuck. So even no. if it's a good time, I want to figure out when I exit, you know? <laughs> oh, I always have an exit strategy, I feel like. If I like, don't, I, I get very don't... anxious. Yeah, yeah, me too. I always have to know who my ride home is and who my mm-hmm. backup ride home is. <laughs> or like yes. when the ride is going home. And that person mm-hmm. needs to be very aware that like, you better be ready to stick to that. If I'm committing to go, yes. you better be ready to like commit to like making sure that I get home when you say I'm going to get home. Yeah. <laughs> I told my, my friend said, you don't want to go out. And I said, because I don't know when I'm coming home. You're like you don't stick to a schedule and I like to know when I'm coming home. I have other things in my life, but I feel selfish. So thank you for saying that, you know? No, I've, I had to like, I had to learn that because I used to be the driver. Like I used to do that for that specific reason. Like even when I could drive. I would mm-hmm. drive separately so I could leave when I wanted to. And yeah. I had a lot of anxiety and like, I felt very stuck and I would give people a lot of my time even because I mm-hmm. felt like I had to, I felt like I had to like bend over backwards for people just to like do things with them. And I feel guilty about them having to drive me home, but I'm just holding them like, you know what? Like, I am so happy to go do certain things with you. I just need you to be upfront about when you're going to make sure I get home. And you can even say, like, you know what? I'm not sure it may be between this and this, but like, worst case, this. Like, I just need to know my what it's going to be and like what to expect. Expectations. Yeah. And it took me a long time to like set those boundaries with people, especially after I hadn't created them for so long. Mm -hmm. But once I did, I felt so much better because now, like, I can say no to people and not feel so guilty about it. Like, if I don't want to go spend a week and a half with you and your family somewhere, I don't feel bad. I, I, yeah like it's like realistically like because like some people like they're fine with that they can't be alone they need to be with people and i'm like no i'm an introvert i need to be alone Me i too. like i want to come home to my bed if it is going to make their life super inconvenient i'll be like yeah i'll stay overnight at your house like mm-hmm. one night max like if it's gonna be yeah. like, convenient and i know where i'm staying and i have a bed like whatever i don't really care I'll do anything with the time frame. I'll stand exactly. on my head for an hour, but don't make me stand on my head for an hour in one minute. Like that's what I, if you tell me <laughs> what the parameter, we're going to go to this party. It might be till two in the morning. I'm there for the long haul. I'll yeah. help you clean up. I'll help you do it. But if you tell me we're just going to pop in for an hour at this store and suddenly we're at our fourth store and it's 
three, four hours later, then I'm really irritated. And it's only because it seems disrespectful to me that you didn't Mm -hmm. just, it's like you're trying to trick me and you got me and now you want control over me and I'm very independent. Or it's like to them, it doesn't seem like a big deal. It's like, oh, you just come with me quick. And it's like, well, I don't want to. Yeah. It's like, I have no power not to now because you're driving. Even if it's like, I don't want to do that with you. Yeah. I'm super like, um, I'm really easygoing and I am an extrovert. (laughs) I love people. I love being out. Um, Mm. And so usually what I do is if I have plans or I need to be home at a certain time, I'll just tell a person like, yes, I'll do this, but I need to be home by this time. Right. Um, Or even if I don't have something to do, but I want to be home at that time, I just let them know beforehand. Or like, if they're like, this is what we're going to do. And then we're in the car. Usually the people who drive me around are good at being like, are you okay with this? Like something came up. I need to stop here. Are you cool with that? And I've always, I've never really had a problem being like, "Mm, I'd rather not like if you could take me home, that'd be great. Or yeah, sure. I don't care. Like I'm always been Mm -hmm. pretty good at just being able to answer that question. Like, are you cool with this? Yes. I'm cool with it. No, I'm not cool with it. And most people ask, I'm usually not just like blindly taken out for a ride. and like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I always am. (laughs) (laughs) Like I need to, I need to go to the doctor. Can I have a ride? My buddy, we wound up an hour and a half after my doctor appointment at a window warehouse, me sitting there waiting. And he, he looked at me and realized, Oh, because he did, he took advantage of having me out so he could go do something for himself and have company. But I, yeah, was, I was gonna say, I think that's what they like is they're like, they want someone to run those yeah. with them, and it's like, it's more yeah. fun for them. They're like, oh, well, I like this. What do you mean you don't? No, I don't yeah. see any of this stuff. I don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool to do that if I know that's what's going on. Right. So, like, if I call and I'm like, hey, I need to go do this thing, would you be willing to take me? And they're like, yeah, but I also need to do this, this, and this. Are you oh. cool with yes. going? And I'd yes. be like, sure, whatever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I will say yes almost 100% of the time if they say that, yeah. That's something yeah. I wish I could been... go back and tell my, like, younger blind self, like, my blind baby self, would yeah. be to, like, be okay with saying no to people when they ask you. Yeah. They can, like, I, always, I think I just felt guilty and I felt like I needed to say yes. Oh, yeah, it's fine. But then, mm-hmm. like, I'd say yes to one thing. Yeah. And like, okay, well, what about this? Like, this too. And I'd be like, right. Okay. Yeah. Like, what's on the way? Like, I don't want to drive you back and then drive all the way. Like, <laughs> like I wish that that's like, that's like <laughs> advice I would give to someone, like, who, I mean, anyone, I guess, like, especially when you're like newly blind. So I think you think, like, you have this different, like, yeah, there's a, right. there's this guilt that comes with yes. it. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Like, you see, like, get rid of it, get rid of it because if someone's taking you, like, you're probably helping them in some way, in some way of your life. And mm-hmm. and the other thing is, is like, if I ask for a ride, they'll say what time I have to be specific in the time frame in in ending too. like, I need you between 10 and 12, because it lets people know after 12, I'm going to be looking for another solution. I'm not going to spend my whole day waiting for you, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So if you can help me between 10 and 12, that's great. If it's at 12, 15 and you didn't tell me at 12, you should know I'm making um, other plans, you know? I feel like you yeah. just also learn which people are better about that and which people just yeah. to like not ask. Mm-hmm. Like my yeah. dad oh, is yeah. great about it. He'll just be like, all right, let's go get it done and then bring you home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. those people. 
So I think we should be wrapping up. It's been more than an hour. Um, <laughs> but to Always. close out, I think um, what we should do is just uh, each give you know a little piece of dating advice and you know a way to come, you know a way to reach us or find us. So let's start off with um, Jason and then move on to Shy and see how it goes. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at Public Access Pod. You can find my podcast, Public Access America, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. You can find me on Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. And my dating advice is love yourself first and don't do it. Just do something else. <laughs> don't go, do go, bake a, <laughs> go bake a pie because you'll have pie at the end, you know? <laughs> Shy. Okay, so um, my name's Not So Shy on Everything. I really only use TikTok, but Instagram is there too, if you feel like it. Um, my dating advice is probably just my mantra since seventh grade is forever doesn't exist. So take take the time, whatever the time is, take it for what it is. That's all I'm going to say, I guess. Okay. So then, Kate? Um, on TikTok and Instagram, my handle is Caitlin Goodsell. I'm going to spell it out because there's a million ways Caitlin. K-A-T-L-Y-N-N, Goodsell, G-O-O-D-S-E-L-L. My TikTok is mainly blind Minnesota stuff, and my Instagram is definitely, like, more health and wellness and, like, my personal life. So they're kind of each platforms used for different things, but my piece of dating advice is to have confidence in who you are what you bring and what you value before you try to figure it out like once you have confidence in who you are it's gonna be a lot easier to know what you'll accept from other people yeah it's good advice so I'm Ezric. You can find me on TikTok at uh, blind underscore in underscore and why. And find me on Instagram at new underscore Yorks underscore blindest. And my dating advice, honestly, is like everybody's been saying, love yourself. But also remember, never give up. Like at the end of the day, if it don't work, there's always the next, you know, there's always the next one. Uh, yeah. What was it that Jay-Z said? On to the next one. <laughs> on to the next. On to the next one. Love isn't selfish. Mm-hmm. That's why I worship sure. you all. You're just so so observant in perspectives. I love it. Observe. I do want to, like, selfishly plug. I'm, I'm trying to uh, get this, this off the ground. I'm trying to do a a tiktok group like a not a tiktok group a whatsapp group for blind stoners so uh, <laughs> i just wanted to throw that in there and that ends our live stream by the way bye everybody <laughs> <laughs> just when it gets juicy <laughs>